Sixty seconds. Welcome to the Flicks and Sticks podcast. I'm your host, John, and with me is my co-host. Ian. We're here talking about movies, games, and whatnot. All right, let's get this show on the road. Our first news story is a little breaking news segment out of uh, Box Office Mojo here. Uh, these are estimates, but they're usually pretty right, within a million or so. Top of the box office, no surprise, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with $63 million. Groot. Second place, yeah, Groot uh, keeps making that money. Baby Groot, for sure. Then we got Snatched with uh, $17 million. That's not a surprise. Have you heard about that, there, Ian? Yep. Cody Hahn and... Um, Westbrook Hurt. Like, no, Amy Schumer, the other one everybody hates. Uh, yeah, she, she's all right. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a big problem with her too much, but their movie is $17 million. And That's not surprising. Mother Day weekend... I can see it making that kind of money. The bigger surprise, of course, in third place is King Arthur, $14 million. Again, I say surprise. I don't find it surprising because why come out on Mother's Day when you're obviously a movie you might take your dad to? Why not release this on Father's Day next month? And to go up against Guardians of the Galaxy just seems kind of movies. Their budget on this was $145 million, apparently, from what they're reading here. And, of course, they only pulled in $14 million. Which surprisingly, according to this site, Box Office Mojo, is the same amount the the other King Arthur about six seven years ago pulled in with Clive Owen. Which I think the better movie. Yeah, well we'll see. I I have still yet to see this movie, and I'll probably will wait on uh, VOD on it now. I don't see them ever getting their box office returns in this one. Yeah, I think it's four time. It looked kind of interesting. Just felt like the tried to overhype it to what it actually was. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. This guy, this Charlie Hunnam, he also has that Lost City of Z that just came out, too, and it kind of underperformed, which, you know, it looks like a great movie, too. I think they're trying to piggyback, thinking that was going to be good, and they put this out the month after. It's just, it just fails. They, they should have dropped this in the middle of the summer when there's a little less stuff to compete with. Everybody's putting out their superhero moves right now. Yeah, it's just really poor timing. Now that we've got the box office out the way, the first little... New story that I kind of think people might like to hear about is a movie upcoming called The Irishman. Now, this is Martin Scorsese's upcoming flick. It's going to involve uh, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and old Al Pacino in it. Big cash right there. And surprisingly, it's going to be made by Netflix. Uh, not surprised that. Yeah, Netflix bought this up after some other studios didn't want to invest the money into it. Because what they're doing here 
You know how, like, say, Guardians of the Galaxy and some of these Marvel movies are doing CGI aging. Have you heard about this? Yeah. And they're basically going to give us a Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Pacino in 40 years of their lifespan. So this is going to cost a whole hell of a lot of money, probably. And surprisingly enough, Netflix is dumping a lot of money into this, so this is going to be their first big theatrical movie, similar to how HBO does their big budget movies in the past, say your Entourage, your Sex of the City, and stuff like that. So much for actually hiring different actors at different ages to play the same character. Exactly. The CGI aging has come along so far, they could, they could really make this great. Now, what this is about, this is, revolves around a story, basically is about Frank the Irishman Sheeran, as going to be played by Robert De Niro, who was a mob hitman that killed 25 people and also claimed to murder Jimmy Hoffa. It looks like right now it's going to have a 2019 release date. And like I said, Netflix is going to throw this to the theaters and they're dumping a lot of money into it. It says it has a production budget of $125 million. Well, it makes sense. Uh, you know, Netflix has already conquered you know, most of the streaming media. Why not head to the big screen as well? Exactly. I mean, they, they wanted to follow the model of HBO and HBO takes their movies to the theater as well. So they... They wanted to become an HBO, and they're surely getting there with this kind of caliber of movie. Now that we got a little bit of the news out the way, let's talk about a little um, reboots. How does that sound? That that are unneeded. Unneeded reboots, that's right. So we're just going to stick to a few of them right now that are currently in development. First off, we have a prequel upcoming for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which could be good. Yeah, I think it could be okay. This is called Leatherface. This is going to be out this October. You check our show notes section. We're going to have all these uh, notes in there, by the way. Uh, you check out trailers and anything that's available. It's all in the notes. Uh, basically, this Leatherface is going to be Leatherface as a kid. Because who doesn't want to see a murderer grow up and see how he becomes that? It works for Bates Motel on A&E. And that's an example of a good reboot right there. Um, which, hell, they're, they're ending this season this year so. Which got a shame. Yeah, it actually ended really good. They're already done. I really enjoyed that finale there. Now let's get into some reboots that are just needless. So we got Danny McBride here. Of course, uh, Danny McBride, uh, Eastbound and Down and all that stuff. And he's already in the upcoming Alien movie. But he's going to be a producer on a, a Halloween reboot. Which, you know, I don't know about you, Ian. But uh, we just had a Halloween reboot by Rob Zombie that was pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty hard to top the, the Rob Zombie version. I thought that really stood out. A lot of great cinematography in it. Good bit of suspense, good bit of horror, and of course, you know, stabbing people with knives. Exactly. Kind of hard to top that. Why reboot it again? I, I you know, I understand Dan Bright. He's he's trying to get on a producing train right now, and that's that's pretty good. But uh, I just don't I don't see us needing another Halloween reboot. At least so close to the last one. I mean, what were we uh, six years out of that last one? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I could understand new generations getting reboots, but why do we have to do them so close together? I don't know. At least give at least give it fifteen years. Uh, all right, here comes uh, uh, along the veins of reboots. Here's another stupid reboot we got upcoming. Hellboy. So about uh, what was it? About three months ago, Gamero Dutero there had a good little uh, Twitter campaign trying to say, "Let's make Hellboy 3. Okay, well that was unsuccessful, and now we got a Hellboy reboot. So. <laughs> If they weren't willing to throw money at fucking Hellboy 3, why are we going to reboot it? You tell yeah, me. exactly. Uh, the first, you know, the first two Hellboys, I don't I enjoyed them. They weren't great, but they were kind of fun, you know. Big red dude, think the kittens, kind of hot chick. Uh, in there as well, you know. It's, 
you know, at the time, pretty good graphics effects. They stood up pretty good. I'd rather have a third one than have another reboot. Cause... Yeah, exactly. Now, did you ever read that comic? No, never read that one. I never did either. I, I know my coworker used to be big on those, but uh, he said they followed the, the story decent enough. And, uh, yeah. You know, the, the cinematography looked decent enough for what it was. It, you know, it's surprising to me that they're going to try to reboot this. I, I don't need to see another origin story on Hellboy. Uh, I mean, it's not big enough of a franchise, in my opinion, to even bother with it. Why, why not throw this money somewhere else? Because Hollywood can't think of anything else better to do. Exactly. They can't come up with a script. The only thing I can get is, so for some reason, they must have they must have wanted too much money for Hellboy three. That's Could my be. only guess. And he probably held out for too long, and they just said we could do it for twenty five million less and just reboot it. I guess I, it seems kind of stupid. And speaking of stupidity, let's go to Disney, who, after Tron Legacy came out, which was a solid entry in my opinion, it had yeah. nice music, nice everything with it. This director, Joseph uh, Krasinski, had been trying to get Tron 3 uh, fast-tracked, because he wanted to do it uh, shortly after Oblivion came out. That was his other movie. Well, Oblivion kind of disappointed. You know, that was big with uh, Tom Cruise, and um, you had back-to-back... You know, Tron 3 and then Oblivion, they both kind of underperformed, even though they made their budget back, plus a little extra. You know, I don't get what um, what a movie has to make nowadays to really uh, bang in a, a sequel about, but, uh, you know, Tron 3 is pretty much uh, DOA, even though the director thinks the sequel could still happen. Uh, so he made that story, um, trying to get the sequel out there saying, hey, I got this good idea. Let's make this sequel about, um, I think her name was Cora. Uh, you know, at the end of, you know, spoilers for Tron Legacy. At the end, she got out of the computer world and into the real world with, um, the guy's son at the end. And that set up, you know, a good little sequel possibility. You don't have to have a sequel to it, but it could have. It's almost kind of like the, uh, the recent, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline. Oh, she <laughs> came out of the computer as a human. Yeah, that's when you, desperate for ideas at times but it could have it could have spawned in some uh this uh, interesting story for tron 3 yet uh, we may never see it so instead now uh that was um uh, about two months ago they had this story and about a month ago now tron um is probably going to get a reboot disney came out with a story saying they would like to have jared leto in a tron reboot why why do we need to reboot tron you tell me you tell me we don't. We don't. Exactly. We don't. And, and, I, and I just have this image of Jared Leto, the Joker, and Suicide Squad in the movie. Don't even call him the Joker. That's, that's doing a disservice uh, to, to Mark Hamill. Pretty much, yeah. It's bad. A thugged out version of uh, the Joker. It's it's a damn shame. Meth head version of Joker, really. Yeah. This uh, this Tron reboot, it, it it's amazing to me. Like, they just—they're gonna make how much money this year? About two billion off of uh, Guardian, Spider-Man, uh, Thor, and the Star Wars movie. And Disney yeah. can't throw another hundred million at Tron Three, uh, maybe a hundred and twenty-five million. Yeah, they're gonna make—they're gonna make two billion worth of profit off of those other movies, and they—and they can't pull out some little money for for old Tron here. Yeah, not spend all that, you know. Actually, they'll make from the toys and shit. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a damn shame. I know Tron isn't always the, the biggest of series, but it, you know, it's, it keeps technology moving along. Like when Tron first came out, the, it needed technology to be able to make it. Yep. And they made technology, film technology, keep in mind to, to help make that movie. Now, granted, Tron Legacy didn't really need help because a lot of that stuff was already there, but they did some groundbreaking stuff in that movie. Um, especially doing the Daft Punk score. That was pretty groundbreaking at the time. That was. It's always going to go and fuck with the classic. Pretty damn disheartening. Well, there was another remake that was in the pipeline. Do you remember what that was, Ian? The Matrix. We do not need a new Matrix. Why don't you talk about that and say what they're going to plan on that? It just, I don't know. We don't need it. Keanu Reeves did a good job. You know, in the Matrix, woman in red dress. We've all seen it. We don't need another one. Why remake a movie that still holds up? Yep. It's not like the technology wasn't bad enough when they made it. They made some practical effects. They made some CGI effects, it, but they all hold up. If you go back and watch it, it's still it's still decent enough. Yep. And plus, the second and third matches really weren't that great. Why do you want to remake those? Yeah, I didn't mind them it's, that much actually. The uh, eh. they I see why people don't like them, but they yep. were they were definitely not terrible. Um, could have been a lot better. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, I, again, I, I never had that big of a problem with them myself. So, all in all, yeah, don't remake shit that's not needed, right? Yeah, just wait a bit. And now with the the box office, a little news story out the way for you with the Irishman and uh, the Needless Reboots, here we are with Ian's feature. The good, the bad, and the what the fuck. As you know, I watch a lot of movies, and I kind of fire up there. Um, this one is kind of, I thought it was going to be a lot better than what it was. Andron, the Black Labyrinth. You know, we see people like, you got Danny Glover in here, and you got Alec Baldwin. And thinking, okay, this could be a half decent sci fi movie. You get to go watch the trailer, you know, you're stuck in a maze. Yes, another Maze Runner, Hunger Games, Jupiter Rising type story. We see uh, too many of them lately. Oh, and this one just kind of sucked. Um, yeah. Basically, Bunch of people have their memory race, drops in maze, have to fight to survive, while the outside world watches and plays its bets. All this time, people that lose the bet end up dying. So keep the population down type thing. And it just kind of, again, it looked a lot better than it was in the trailer. The trailer had nice spaceships and good CGI for a futuristic city. Most of the movie takes place was probably an alleyway or a locker room. That's about it. Really bad height. Uh, fight choreography and CGI just kind of lacking. You get to see Danny Glover and Alec Baldwin brooding quite a bit. And that's about all they really do. For the math, a whole lot not to it. It just could have been could have been a lot better than what it was. You watched the trailer, didn't you, Sean? Oh uh, yeah, the uh, Andron there. I checked it out. It was pretty nice. Uh, like you said, uh, it did have a very uh, Maze Runner feel to it. Uh, I had I had seen this a while back as far as um, in a trailer form, and you know, like you said, it uh, had um, what's his face, Alec Baldwin. Kind of thought Man, it might be alright to check out at some point, but uh, I, I just never got around to. It. I can't remember. Was this on Netflix? I can't remember. I don't even think it came on Netflix. Okay, I saw it somewhere. I didn't I don't find know where it. it, was, it but... I just found it somewhere. In yeah, Netflix. it definitely seemed interesting, though. You. Um, but you say it's worth the time. Uh, if you're bored and nothing else better to watch, it 
Okay, it just it really fell short of expectations, and I actually stepped up bar pretty damn low. Well. <laughs> uh, I I really feel like you know the, the Alec Baldwin and uh, Danny Glover it must have hit someone with the car, and it's like, hey, you know, we'll be in a movie for, for you that you're producing, as long as you don't uh, you know keep that uh, hit and run on a download type thing. That's what I kind of think what happened there. Um, it just I really wasn't expecting seeing too big a name like that in this movie, and I think they would have been better just leave them out and that way that the expectations properly. Where does this fall on your scale of the good, the bad, and what the fuck? What were this uh, falling to? I put this in bad. Bad, huh? Yeah. It just it. All right, so it, this is a movie to avoid. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Starting much. us off with a good one. To stay away yep. from uh, Andron. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Andron. Andron. 2015. The Black Mavericks. You know, I, what surprised me in that trailer was how bad it the acting looked from Alec Baldwin. Yeah, uh, I basically it just really just kind of brooded here there. Yeah, far, far removed from his um, Glenn Glary, Gillen Ross uh, days there, huh? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, he back when he used to could act. Yep, and, yeah, he's just he's got a new job of playing Donald Trump on SNL all the time, which he cannot get away from now. He is stuck there. I'm pretty sure they own a stall or something by now. <laughs> Yeah, he was pretty bad last night. Did you get to see that one? Yep. Yeah, that uh, could have been better. Could have been a lot better. Yeah, as with his I, career right now, could have been a lot better. Yeah. So that was the good, the bad, and the what the fuck with Ian here. This is going to be our segment uh, showcasing a little movie. Either you're going to stay away from it or it's going to be recommended. That's what this little feature is going to be. We're going to see how it works out. I think it's going to work pretty good. All right, now we're going to get into uh, TV news a little bit here. So we're having in the midst of uh, May sweeps, and with, uh, you know, they say May comes in like a lion, so lion destroys a lot of shit. So TV channels are canceling a lot of your favorite shows. Maybe not your favorite shows, but they're canceling them. Uh, Then uh, next month will be a bunch of uh, upcoming show announcements. So right now we're getting the cancellations. Uh, I'm just going to give a little big uh, rundown of some of the bigger shows that got canceled and then give you a couple of shows that got renewed. Uh, first off, we got the cancellation for Two Broke Girls. That's a show that waited on, I think, way too long. Yeah. Um, kind of glad they canceled it. Let that Cat Dennings uh, chick go on to some better stuff. Maybe land an HBO show or something, maybe. Next, we got The Blacklist Redemption. NBC went ahead and canceled that after it got bad reviews. I, I don't know why it wasn't a miniseries run to begin with. Uh, it, Should have been. It, it, it just it is unnecessary. Yeah, they, they didn't need to have the, the husband have a conspiracy theory. No. They, just, they could just... have wrapped it up in two episodes of the already, what, 24-episode season of a Blacklist anyway? Why right, could we have... yeah? Why couldn't they have four episodes devoted to that and be done with it? It uh, seems kind of stupid to have a whole spinoff for that. Either way, it's gone now. It's just trying to make money on something that's popular without actually coming up with a fresh idea. Exactly. Secrets and Lies was canceled. If anybody actually watched that show, that was two seasons long. Uh, they also ABC also canceled American Crime and Dr. Ken. If anybody watched those... Uh, I was always thrown off with American Crime because it seemed like it had, would have had a conflict of interest with uh, 
American Crime Story on FX, uh, seeing that they had two very similar titles. I was surprised they even got away with that to begin with. So on to Fox's cancellations. Now we got uh, Son of Zorn canceled. Making Stop History, stripes. whatever that was, canceled. That was horrible. Um, it, it just, we watched one episode of it. And it's usually bad, but I don't can do a series at all. Um, it just really, he goes back in time, dating this chick in the front, uh, during the American Revolution, Revolution, and fucks up history, and it just, it was trying to be a comedy, for a half hour, it just kind of fell flat. Wasn't too good, huh? Yep. All right, then we got uh, Sleepy Hollow got canceled at four seasons, which Again. I don't know why it went uh, beyond two. Yeah, went on too long. All right, Fox also canceled APB, which was just the knockoff of uh, Almost Human, which still boggles my mind why it was canceled in the first place. Yeah, Almost Human was a really good show. I enjoyed that. I'm kind of really bummed they canceled that. And had a good story, decent acting in it. Uh, good story. I mean, had John Larroquette actually started coming there as a major role, um, which kind of like seeing him back in work game. Then they just shut it off. Let's see. They also canceled Bones, which isn't really a cancellation. They were just ending that series, but it is uh, finishing that series. Um, and Rosewood has also canceled two seasons on that one. Guess this means we'll see uh, a reboot of uh, Angel later on, since David Bender needs something else to do as a brood over. I don't know if that works for a vampire. What do you, uh, agent like that? Them sure, sure they, they can find their way, huh? Yeah. He is turned to him and he became a vampire. You know, they could probably work it out. It would be a better idea for half the reboots that they're doing right now, anyway. Exactly. Also canceled for NBC was Emerald City. Uh, they canceled which, that, actually? Yeah, they canceled Emerald City. It um, it only lasted a season. It I'm was actually. I'm glad I didn't bad. even try it. I, I kind of enjoyed it, though. Uh, it had a nice setting. Yeah. Well, you know, it's NBC. I can't give anything on NBC a try until I know it's renewed for the second season. Yeah. Uh, Grimm, that's gone. They were ending that anyway. They ended off, finished off nicely. Did a little shoot to feature, you know, his kids and the, or Grimm's as well. Um, they want, they didn't want to go the route where they keep things alive. What, Supernatural should have ended, what, four seasons ago? We were on, like, episode, uh, season 12 well, now? CW won't cancel anything. Um, no. Unless it does really, really bad. We'll get to their cancellations in a minute. Uh, also with NBC, you got Powerless canceled, which... Uh, did anybody watch this? This was, what, two yep, episodes? Uh, they got a couple. They got, like, seven episodes in. Seven episodes in before they got... It was kind of... It, it looked like it had a decent premise. Yeah, it was funny... But they tried too hard to do funny. To. That's what it looked like in the trailer, trying to hard. And, and it just um, what else was that? Fell short. Fell short, all right. Uh, next off was Timeless. Timeless got canceled then. Brought back by a large, huge fan support, uh, support for it. Uh, I enjoyed the show. It had nice, you know, it's hard to do a time travel show. It really is. It, it's just, the longer it goes on, the more complications you get. We're disrupting the timeline and we're creating an alternate universe. What the fuck's going to happen? You know, go back to your own grandfather. You end up with a paradox, which usually fucks everything up. They end up with a headache trying to sort it out. Just like Doctor Who sometimes. Like, okay, let's bet several times. Now, you know, but it was a decent little story. 
Sorry, I'm almost kind of surprised it's on NBC to begin with. It seems like something that should have been on the Sci-Fi channel. Well, Sci-Fi is uh, owned by NBC, so it could end yeah. up there by the time it's all said and done. Uh, yep. if, they, if they have another season that's bad, as we know with NBC, just like they did with Hannibal, the uh, user base uh, complained enough and brought it back at least for one more season. Uh, yeah. We'll see where it ends up at. Like you said, time travel is always messy. Uh, there's been shows in the past that did it okay, like Quantum Leap. But um, The only good thing about the, the closure of Hannibal, which was fantastically done show, is that it gave Brian Fuller a chance to go work with American Gods, which we're going to talk about later on. We'll talk about that once we get to the renewals. Um, so now we're going to talk about ABC's cancellations, um, even though I got through some of this earlier. I'm going to trim it up. All right, ABC's cancellations include uh, American Crime, The Catch, Conviction, Dr. Ken, something called Imaginary Mary, uh, never heard of it, Notorious, The Real O'Neill, Secret and Lies, Time After Time, and Last Man Standing. Those were all canceled. Yeah, time after time, uh, again, oh, really short. Um, I see something with H.G. Wells, I really get interest. I've always been a fan of H.G. Wells. They brought him to the future, let Jack the Ripper lose the game, you know. It just, but it, it could have been better, just they fell, they tried to make too much of a conspiracy. Oh, I remember <laughs> seeing the trailer for that, yeah. That, yeah. Uh... And, <laughs> they left it kind of hanging. It just, it just disappeared from the, uh, being aired. Um, I found the, his love of interest, but their voice was just kind of high pitched, almost like a chipmunk, and just kind of ruined it a little bit. Right. Yeah, I saw a lot of people complaining that Last Man Standing was, uh, canceled. I, I have watched maybe two episodes of that. It seemed decent. Um, yeah. But, let Tim Allen go on to a home improvement remake. They, they're remaking everything else. So let's reboot that again. Probably. See where all the kids are ten years later. Um, let's see what else we got. CBS they actually didn't cancel much. They got Doubt and Pure Genius canceled. Um, surprisingly, still on the bubble is Training Day, which I don't know why that's not canceled yet because um, Bill Paxton's dead. So why is that still not in the cancellations? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Scott Julie Benson though, she just seems to be kind of a. I like, I've always liked her as an actress, but she seems to be like a death curse for a lot of TV series lately. Dexter, um, Defiance, which is a sci-fi channel, really good. It just ended off. It just, it seems like she gets the series and it just ends. <laughs> yeah, that's right there. All right, now on the CW, which you brought up, uh, pretty much never cancels anything. We got Frequency Canceled, No Tomorrow, Rain, and Vampire Diaries. Uh, no. There's No Tomorrow for No Tomorrow. Good point. I know uh, Vampire Diaries had a little bit of a fan base, but that's about it. That's yeah. all I know. I think they have a spin-off. They have the original still to go with. Ah, okay, so they they canceled the original, but they left the original spin-off. Okay, I, yes. I see that now. That is renewed. All right, so let's get on to the renewals for at least as early as this article has it, which was from the other day. NBC has renewed... The Blacklist, Blind Spot, Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, PD, Good Place, Great News, whatever the hell that is. I've never heard of it. Shades of Blue, Superstore, Last Man on Earth. That's Fox. Why is it under NBC? Either way, it's renewed. So is Gotham. They got it under that one for some reason. Um, those are renewed. Any comments on those? Gotham's been doing pretty good. Um, once you get through the, your idea, that, you know, 
what gets through your head that Batman's not really showing up, you know. You get on it. It's kind of interesting to see how the villains got started. Uh, I, I might give it another chance at some point. I just never yeah, got into Gotham. Get the whole weird penguin um, Riddler love triangle going on at some point. It's just it's kind of weird, but it's still interesting. Yeah, I'll have to give it a try at some point. Yeah, Poison Ivy all growing up, you know, serious. It's not bad about that. <laughs> yeah, she never is. Even in the games, uh, the Arkham games, she looks pretty good. All right, so that's NBC Renewals. Now we got Fox. Fox renewed Bob's Burgers, Empire, Gotham, which we just talked about. Last Man on Earth, which we just talked about. Lethal Weapon, that got a renewal. Um, I know Bill was talking about that real big. He really likes his show. Lucifer got renewed. Uh, the Lucifer's Mitch. really great uh, series. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Again, I'm actually kind of surprised to see that on Fox in the first place. It seems to push the limits for Fox, I think, for a TV series. Yeah, I remember telling you about this show. I was like, I'm not going to try it until they renew it. Um, now that this, we got a couple of seasons under the belt, I, I might give it a try out. Uh, the Mick got renewed. Um, I know that had the chick from Always Sunny in Philadelphia in it. Glad to see she's getting some work. She's pretty funny. Uh, the Simpsons got renewed, of course, and Star. Uh, what's on the bubble at Fox right now is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Family Guy, New Girl, and 24 Legacy, Scream Queens, Shots Fired. Well, None I of enjoy those have been renewed yet. Uh, Scream Queens, I kind of enjoy. It's just it's cheesy, but they have a lot of great homages to a lot of great horror movies. They even mentioned Teeth. And that's kind of out there for an obscure movie. Uh, teeth, you know, I thought this girl that has teeth in her vagina, but she never really knew it's not normal because of all the textbooks and the stuff kind of blacked out because they weren't allowed to teach that. So she ends up going to use it to her advantage later on. Uh, it's kind of weird, but they actually made a comment and came to the homage to that in that Screen Queen series. So I was kind of like, hey, they actually know they did some research here. Huh. Yeah, I gave uh, Screen Queens a about two episodes, because, you know, it was uh, made by the guy that did American Horror Story. So. It's cheesy, but fun. I gave it a try. It did, did come off a little too cheesy for me. Uh, 24 Legacy, of course, is still on the bubble. I, I actually liked that reboot. It was decent enough, even without Jack Bauer. Uh, now, I don't know if they need to continue it, honestly. It had a good little ending. I think it was self-contained, in my opinion. Uh, even with some little hang-ups at the end, I don't think it needs to be renewed. I think they should just wait for Kiefer's run on Designated Survivor to end in another two or three years and just reboot yeah. it again and finish his story off. We'll see what they do, though. I don't know if they're going to continue or not. Uh, to me, it just wasn't the same without Jack Bauer. Exactly. And, of course, we already know that the X-Files is coming back next year for Fox, so they got that little train going again there. Surprisingly, I'm surprised Family Guy hasn't been renewed already, but they say it's not, according to this. Uh, final plans apparently come out Monday, which is tomorrow for us. Um, let's see. ABC surprisingly renewed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Actually, not too surprised that it's a good tie-in for the Marvel money. Basically, you know, all the Marvel movies that come out, uh, there'll be Inhumans, there'll be a lot of crossovers back. People have really been enjoying the crossovers with the CW, uh, with Arrow, Legend of Tomorrow. Uh, Flash, Supergirl, you know, they all work together. And it's like, hey, if you watch one, you're probably going to watch the other ones as well. So, it, you know. Yeah, they definitely need some more tie-ins with ABC. They'll, they'll, they'll tie in, you know, movies here and there, just very small hints, but they really need to tie in these shows. Like, they have a lot of these uh, Marvel shows now. I think 
Last report yep. I said uh, I saw was there were going to be 14 Marvel shows on air next year. That's a lot. You know, a handful of them are Netflix, of course. Those are the yep. best ones. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I still enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even though it does fall flat quite a bit. Well, it, it's come a long way. It started off just kind of corny, overly family-friendly. Uh, you know, they, they ditched a lot of the flying car. Um, the, my biggest thing, they actually made Grant Ward legitimate bad guy. Fucked up. He was a bad guy. From, you know, they brought him back a little bit this current season. And also reality. Well, the framework. She's just kind of... Yeah, the alternate reality thing. I wish they would have just got through that in a couple episodes. But we'll see where they end uh, next week. You know, that's going to be the big uh, Ghost Riders back finale. So we'll see how it goes there. Also, yep. we're new. We got American Housewife, Blackish, Designated Survivor, Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, The Middle, Once Upon a Time, and Scandal. Of course, Scandals, this is their final season. And Once Upon a Time, uh, even though I have not got through this current season, Apparently, they're losing three actors yet they got renewed. And it's their three <laughs> main actors. So how they're getting renewed and their three main actors are somehow leaving after this finale tonight, I don't know. I have to get caught up on it to really get what's going on with that series. I I am about like a quarter of the way through this current season, and it is very corny. Uh, and this has come from somebody that actually likes the show. It's... Uh, I don't know where they're going with it. It seems like they're running out of ideas. They just need to wrap that sucker up, and yet they got yes. renewed. <laughs> you gotta just sometimes. I, I really want them to just get out the way because I think the Fables TV series is waiting around the corner for somebody, and I think they want to get this off the air before they attempt it because there's no reason. It's kind of like Grimm. It's very yeah. hard to get a fan base for Grimm when your fan base is already invested in a similar show once upon a time. Yeah. Um, so. Before Fables can get going. Have you ever heard of Fables? Uh, not yet, no. Okay, well, they have this. Uh, it's been a very long-running. Um, it, it's done now, of course, but it was a very long-running um, graphic novel series, which they had a game come out uh, by Telltale Games a couple of years ago called The Wolf Among Us. It is basically the adult version of Once Upon a Time. It's all the storybook characters in mature settings. So, you know, you got like Snow White um, and the Big Bad Wolf. They're like detectives and stuff like that. It's it's very good. Um, it's all murder mystery, kind of more adult themes. It has cussing, a whole bunch of stuff. In it. It's a very yeah. good running um, novel. Yeah. But, you know, there's been rumors that somebody like Cinemax or HBO or even Netflix might pick something up like that. But they it's have to do better. so. Yeah, it would be great there. It has to go to one of those mature networks like that. Uh, even FX would do a real good job with it. But you got to get a show like Once Upon a Time out the way before you build an audience for that one. Yeah. Uh, CBS has a whole bunch of renewals. They they pretty much renewed everything you care about, other than Doubt and Pure Genius. <laughs> you know, Big Bang Theory, they're still beating that dead horse. Um, even though I still watch it, it's they're running out of ideas for that. They kind of need to wrap that up. Um they even got a Sheldon spinoff coming out next year, which I really don't know why we need a young Sheldon. Um, yeah, this team's trying to it's uh, just dumb. jump on the whole nostalgia nerd bandwagon. Get yeah, that mix up. with the right 80s now. and Same. stuff. It's, 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 Works uh, for Stranger Things, so they're going to try to do it. Yeah. They um, they also renewed MacGyver, which I never watched that reboot. I'm, 
Nope. I didn't even know it got a following. I'm surprised to see it in this list. Uh, you got, of course, all your NCIS is renewed. Um, Hawaii Five-O, Blue Bloods. I, I watched Blue Bloods. I, I like that show. They're good, pretty good. Um, so that's pretty much it for CBS. CW got all their shows renewed that you care about. All the yep, and uh, I think you mentioned that tomorrow you got renewed. Uh, yes, all the all the comic anything with a comic book it got renewed. Yep. And zombies or girlfriends, anything like that, it all got renewed. Arrow, The Flash, I Zombie, Legend of I Zombie. I enjoy I Zombie. It's a bit cheesy. Yeah, one hundred actually. Um, one hundred actually really impressed me. I started watching that, and first couple of episodes, okay, this is getting a little. This is definitely a CW show. I all have perfect hair. I'm, I, I turn it back on Earth, but then it started getting darker and darker. You know, it, it actually kind of impressed me. It, it, it kind of got away from a little bit of the stereotypical CW-ness and just went kind of, okay, let's let's try to be a little bit more Game of Thrones and kill people off here and there on a regular basis. Let's use a character, kill those, then it was kill them off. Yeah, I might have to give that one a try at some time. Yep. All right, so that's the renewals. Um, and the big renewal, of course, is a show that just came out on Stars. It's called American Gods. And I'll let yeah. Ian uh, give you a little rundown of that. Yeah, American Gods is one of my favorite novels by Neil Gaiman. Uh, and it's been long and it works. Originally, it was going to be on HBO, and then it kind of went into limbo for a long time. It just started coming out on Stars. Um, first two episodes really well done. They followed the book pretty closely. You kind of see a shadow moon and starting to meet some of the other, you know, Characters, Mr. Wednesday, of course, which you know, it's Odin. Um, yep, spoilers, it's in the box. You, know, you haven't seen it by now, you really should. But, yeah, don't uh, worry about spoilers. We're, we're only anything that's a spoiler that uh, Ian's going to bring up here is in the first two episodes. That's all yep. we're going to talk about right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, basically, it falls for a shot. He gets out of prison, wants to go see his wife, finds out she's dead. With his best friend's uh, cock in her mouth in a car accident, which means he's not that happy. And he ends up working for Mr. Wednesday. Mr. Wednesday is kind of on a bit of a crusade. You know, start bringing some of the old gods like Odin, Vilchris, uh, some others, and into the fold. Mr. Nancy, of course, is played by Elena Jones. And uh, start fighting the new gods that are kind of trying to take over, kind of modern gods. Technology, internet, media. Joanne Anderson actually plays media. Um, get basically see her as Lucy. And those are basically the new gods, correct? Yes, yes. You have the old gods and you got the new gods. Yep. Basically, basically how we, in ancient times, people would pay tribute either by offering food to the gods, time, worship. And we kind of do the same now with TV, movies, and video games. How much time we spent on World of Warcraft? Really, a lot of time. Muslim, you know, if you get enough, not that millions, and millions of people spend the time worshiping in a sense Warcraft or media. Uh, in the, that you know, it's still time and effort, but all that conscious energy, you know, form something. That's kind of the premise of going on. So. Yeah, I'm glad it got renewed already. They, um, yeah, it's you know, really Stars needs a, another hit to keep them going. They, they recently had Black Sails wrap up their run and some of their other shows, so they, uh, they need a new good little series. Um, now I will say one thing that about American Gods I found as a critique on it. Um, I had to do, you know, I had never read the books. I had to go do a little Wikipedia research that first night in that first episode 
to really understand what was going on. Um, now, granted, I'm trying to jump ahead a little bit to understand what I'm currently seeing because they're doing the long drip. They're probably the last couple of episodes that they'll hit you with what the hell was actually going on. Yep. But I at least wanted to understand who am I seeing? What are they? I, that's the only research I did. And once I did that, I felt like I was understanding the story a little better of what the hell I'm seeing. Well, Again, they kind of, that's, that's what I had to do. And now not everybody's going to do that. Some people might like that long drip. I at least like to understand a little more what I'm seeing. They wanted to go, you know, let it kind of flow organically because at the time, it, even Shadow Gears not really a hundred percent sure what's happening to him. He's like, and these guys are kind of saying they're gods a bit. Right. And I didn't read what the, you know, what he's all entails. I just read the, mainly the little show notes of which actor is playing which person and really understand what they are. And I think if you read, if like you, if you watch that first episode and you're like me, you really didn't understand what the hell's going on. At least go on Wikipedia, read those little show notes. I think you'll enjoy it a little better. Cause when I got to the second episode, I enjoyed it a hell of a, hell, a, hell of a lot more. Cause it was it was a little rough early on, even though you're getting very cool visuals. This you know this is maybe well, the same guy that did Hannibal. Brian Fuller did a really good job with Hannibal. He's bringing the same kind of feel to the series. I'm really glad he's on this because that's it's a visual just, joy. The the series is a visual joy, even if you don't understand what's going on with it. Yeah, well, it's going to make more sense as you go on. It's not. It is letting up this kind of slow build up. More things are going to get answered as time goes on. It's kind of. You know, we had the book, I've read it, but it's still going to be nice enjoyment for people as they learn more about the character as time goes on. Exactly. And now with our uh, renewals list out the way and cancellations, uh, speaking of stuff that don't make sense, let's move on to our little mini review for the season finale of the latest season of Sense8. All right, Sense8. What we basically have here is the Wachowski brothers, or... Wachowski sisters. siblings, as they're called now. Um, they're not sisters. One of them still a guy. Okay. Yeah, now he's... they're called the Wachowski siblings. Um, they made this show, Sensei, which is on Netflix. So they had a really great first season. And they have a little Christmas episode that was pretty good. Crazy orgy scene in it, if you're into that Yeah, stuff. they cut back the orgy scenes in season two, though, I guess. Just... Yeah, season two was very lacking on some of that stuff. It was... Uh, it blew blew their load at Christmas, for lack of a better sure. word there. Um, so basically, you know, the show revolves around these uh, clusters of people, and they call them Sense Eight clusters. They're eight people, and they can all understand the senses and tap into the senses of other people, and they can almost take over the other person. It's all about connection. They're connected to each exactly. other. They can experience. They can jump in. They can take control of another person just to help them out. Um, and it's what my biggest thing is they did an amazing job of editing it. And it gives us feel that we are kind of jumping back and forth between two different people in two different places at the same time. Like they seamlessly edit like, oh, they're in a pool because he's in this one spot. And oh, now they're back in this spot in India where she is. And they're kind of really good, well done editing. Exactly. That I would say that I would agree with you there. The editing is very top notch on that show to to make you understand. You know, like a lot of people have problems with quick cuts a lot of times with fight scenes. They they don't do many of these quick cuts. They're they're really spot on with understanding who's do, who's doing what as far as taking over the senses. I I really enjoy that. I agree with you. Um, as far as 
this season, you only got, what, 10 episodes this season? Yeah, only 10. And I felt they, one thing I did like was they, they, they brought a lot of new stuff that we want questions for, but they didn't get to it. Now, see, I hated that myself, but that was one of my critiques with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, personally, I thought there was too much retreading on stuff we already saw in the first season that they established. Yeah. Which they, they could have just moved past it a little more. The Granted, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this season, but I think it was a... I I would have rather saw more of that little backtracking on the history they were doing with previous Sense8 clusters. Yeah. And I would have enjoyed it a tad more with some of that stuff. I just feel they could have used another like five or six episodes of the season to actually touch on a few other new things they're writing because they start introducing these new clusters of people. And there's a kind of interesting fight scene where, you know, the two people are fighting each other and you just got their cluster working for them. So it was kind of interesting. Again, great editing. Um, but they kind of spent a lot of time. The series is about emotion and connecting with one another. So they do want to touch on that. Each, you know, give each character their special moment for an emotional arc and have all their friends or other people in the cluster they want them to support them and whatnot. Um, you know, the one girl going to her sister's wedding or trans uh, character going to her sister's wedding. You know, right. They were there. Um, the one girl getting herself out of prison with the help. And also, I noticed they had that girl running around in her bra underwear most of the time. It's just seen every other scene. <laughs> she's in her bra underwear. Not a bad thing. Imagine the Indian chick watching the the Chinese chick this episode. This this whole season, she's running around her bra and panties the whole the, the almost that whole one episode. She's she's doing that. Yet the Indian girl, what was her name again? Uh, Tina uh, Dase. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so she's she's still not even getting naked in the show. Now you know, not beat around the bush. This show has a lot of nudity, and I'm sure a lot of fans like seeing the nudity. Uh, they do have her in the you know, cliche soaking wet. Yeah, it's still, scene. It's still um, even even the one girl, she got nude in the Christmas episode, the um the girl that's the girlfriend of the cop, um Russian yeah. girl. I forget her name. I forget these people's names. That that's one thing they, they don't do much in this Icelandic series. Girl? Yes, Icelandic girl, that's her girl. Even she got nude at the Christmas episode, I mean. That's just one thing that just surprised me with these kind of shows. You know, this is just a generalization of a lot of shows. Sometimes they'll get these actresses that just won't do it. And they, they always have to find ways to cover up stuff they don't need to be covering up. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it kind of fits that character. But she's kind of a modest character in the first place. She is. Too. I would agree with you there. You have a good point. That's that's something I don't factor in too much. She is a we should find modest a lot character. Culture. Right. Um, what else did we not like about? I didn't like quite a few things. I know you're more positive on this season than I was. Um, what's something else you liked about this season? I felt um, it just bringing in those other clusters. I wish we just could have seen more time and spent with more time with exploring that avenue um, of the story arc. Um, you know, all of a sudden, almost too suddenly, it was like, oh, there's a lot of people like this, right? Just all, and then and then it goes away. So that was the. You 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 wanted like sixteen episodes. I'd rather have the ten that involved more of those other clusters. The, yeah, you know, I felt like they were doing re- too much retread on stuff we saw that first season. Even though good. the emotion was very good, I'm not saying those are bad episodes per se, yeah. but they did. I felt like they did have a little bit of too much retread. But that's why I think I wish they had done. But you know, in our six episodes, they could have spent more time 
without cutting anything. Well, that's better. true, without having to cut anything. The new avenues. Because um, that new... That new... Um, the Russian girl, the, uh, the other mobster sensei that's brand new. Um, you see a lot of her in the bathtub, too. Um, good scenes. Yep. Yeah, I thought she did a good job the, bringing yeah, in a little bit of the... Be able to sensei with somebody who's also sensing somebody else yet they can't it, it was very um very good editing on how they pulled that off as far as making you believe that the other person couldn't see them it was kind of it was kind of interesting how they did all that yeah uh any final thoughts on sense eight i'm looking forward to next season yeah I am too. To uh, it's already been renewed as far as to my knowledge it's already been renewed so yeah we'll another 10 episodes next season and be kind of interesting if they go the whole Doctor Who route with this and do a little Christmas episode every year. Uh, I think that could be a little nice addition. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so that was Sense8. And next is our uh, little gaming discussion as far as uh, the stick side of our podcast, per se. So uh, we're going to take a little break and uh, we'll resume after that. for our sticks conversation which will be uh the side of our podcast which is gaming related uh first off we're gonna talk about a little new story um you know ian we're upcoming on uh overwatch's one year anniversary here um and you know what blizzard likes to do right more sexy skins for diva that's right more sexy skins for diva and how we get that 
loot boxes because you got to get that extra money, right? Pretty much. Exactly. You can also do Video Heroes of the Storm to get that Officer Diva one as well right now if you feel like playing Heroes of the Storm. Exactly. That, that Heroes of the Storm can get you some great um, in-game items for uh, um, Overwatch, um, especially next week's event uh, for Heroes of the Storm. You play five games with friends, you get ten Overwatch boxes. Uh, so that's going to be pretty nice. Um, with this report, I'm reading out a Game Informer right here. We're going to have this possibly one-year anniversary for Overwatch. Uh, with the leak that was coming out from Xbox Live Marketplace, which tends to have a lot of leaks lately, um, they have a Game of the Year edition that got leaked. So sometime in the next week or so, we're going to have an announcement, probably Tuesday, that there's going to be a Game of the Year edition on the 23rd, which will be the week after next. Uh, that Game of the Year edition is going to give 10 loot boxes, all the Origin skins that came out with the last Uprising event, and a baby Winston pet for World of Warcraft. Half of those are the pre-order bonuses that came with the game anyway, um, if you pre-ordered the game. So it's, they're just basically playing catch-up with people that might be new users. And you also get the Tracer Hero in Heroes of the Storm if you get this Game of the Year edition. Now, I don't know if they're going to retcon everybody that already has, you know, um, Overwatch as just getting that stuff as a addition to your existing um, game. It would be nice, because uh, I have yet to buy that Tracer Hero in Heroes of the Storm, so I would save on gold there. That would be pretty nice. Um as a caveat, they are saying in this report there is a possibility there's going to be over 100 new items in loot boxes to commemorate this uh, anniversary, which would make sense because some of these uh, little events lately have been really lacking in content, uh, making a lot of these loot boxes very, uh, you know, why bother? Why bother grinding? Um, and even even when you play, like, say you do a comparison between Overwatch and Heroes of the Storm, uh, the loot boxes and heroes is just so much more fun because you get them more often. Yeah, I've actually been enjoying the heroes of Stormwind just for loot boxing. It's just a little something yeah, actually, exactly. which is surprising because that's their free to play game. Yeah. So you would think it would be harder to get loot boxes than that uh, instead of Overwatch, which you already paid fifty dollars for. Yet it's harder to get those because it takes a good hour or so per level to get all that stuff. Yet. You know, 20 minutes and heroes, I'm probably getting a loot box somewhere along the way. Um, so that's going to be their little anniversary event. I expect that probably in two weeks if this report is right. <clears throat> All right, next story. And speaking of Overwatch, uh, let's talk about this new controversy. This is big gaming news this week. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, uh, Ian, but uh, Overwatch is big in the esports. You know much about esports? Uh, it's a really big up and coming franchise. They're really starting to make some money on it. Exactly. They're, esports are becoming a real big thing. I mean, a lot of these people are even paying on uh, ESPN on um, some uh, TV shows. They're getting these uh, little sponsorship deals. You can watch it on TV. Uh, apparently, it costs $20 million to franchise your league in Overwatch. Yeah, I, I first thought that was a typo. Um, <laughs> you and me both. Excessive. Uh, what do you get for twenty million? Other just a chance to play. Uh, apparently, for twenty two uh, twenty million, you don't even get uh, profit sharing, according to this article. This is out of Kotaku here. 
Um, you see a cool little travel mug or something? I think, if I had to guess, I don't know all the ins and outs of esports, but the players that play for these franchises, say say uh, Razer, for example, PC, big PC peripheral guy. Say Razer sponsors your team. Razer is going to pay you. Razer pays this $20 million fund. I don't know if Razer is sponsored, but we're just using them as a hypothetical here. They're going to pay that $20 million. Now, they're going to get some cutbacks off of every product they sell because their name's going to be all over stuff. Yeah. Just like, you know, think about NASCAR. All the cars are slapped with all these uh, ads all over the place. They're expected to make money off of that. That's why they spend this $20 million uh, franchise fee, as they call it. According to this document, uh, this article, they are now they don't even get profit sharing off of the anything that goes on TV until 2021, I believe is what this article said. So that's that's crazy to me that these these companies aren't even going to get any kind of profit sharing in that regard. It's League kind of Legends, of yeah, League yeah. of Legends in comparison, according to this article, only costs 1.8 million to franchise their teams. Yeah, like. I can even say five million. Five million. You know, group of five, five million bucks for it to enter. Twenty million, like, you know, that's really going to cut down how many people can actually play. Because, um, you know, yes, these big companies can sponsor a team, but, you know, that's, that's 20 million bucks. You could, you could buy a small island uh, for that much. Yeah, exactly. These, uh, these companies um, already have five, five esports organizations that already dropped their Overwatch groups. Um, well, according to this afford- article, they can't afford it. Yeah, is, um, they can barely afford. The, I would imagine they barely can afford the 1.8 million League of Legends is costing. Uh, that's that's crazy talk. So yeah, it's it's long removed from the days of uh, in the 90s when you can just go sign up at uh, your local blockbuster and do a little uh, you know Super Mario tournament. <laughs> well, I'm sure what happened is that these people that don't pay the 20 million. So let's head their own tournament somewhere else. That's you know, a lot cheaper. That's a very well, good point. Yeah. They, um, you know, Evo is a big fighting tournament thing and they, they have these games that sponsor their stuff. And I could, I could very well see these, they're, they're doing uh, some kind of spinoff event. But, you know, the fact of the matter is if you don't pay the franchise, you probably can't play this game in your events. Yeah. Uh, and they expect you know a lot of money to come off this esports stuff because they want those Twitch viewers. Um, Twitch is becoming a very big thing amongst uh, all these players. Um, so that's that's this big Overwatch controversy. Any any thoughts about uh, any more thoughts about that? I, I think it's way too much money. I uh, said even five million. I can even understand ten million. I can understand ten million. Twenty million just seems like yeah. You know, it gets five teams. That's hundred million dollars you're getting. Yeah. Right. And they, and you can see why they're, you know, say they have a competition, they get a hundred million. Blizzard is giving out probably 20 million in prizes. So that's that even math wise, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. It's just, they're, they're pocketing a whole bunch of money right there. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. And on to our next article here, we got, um, you know, Russia is bad, right? Ian? Russia. Da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, did you know it was uh, so bad in Russia that you can't play Pokemon Go in a church? <laughs> uh, this blogger, that's a Russian blogger, he uh, took a video, which is still on YouTube. Uh, we have the sh- we have the link in our show notes if you actually want to watch it. He's just playing Pokemon Go in a church, and he put it on uh, YouTube, and 
made a little money off of it. He got the sentenced Russian. to prison in Russia for 3.5 years. Yep. Well, for Russia, playing a game church. in a church. They don't mess around. Yeah. You think the Catholics are bad? The Russian Orthodox? They really strict on that kind of stuff. Exactly. That's, um, I hope he caught that Charmander over there. I uh, hope that, hope that 3.5 years was worth that little Pikachu. <laughs> that's that's something else. Um, the next story we got here: Tom Brady is going to grace the Madden NFL 18 cover. Uh, do you know anything about the uh, Madden curse there, Ian? Uh, not too much. Never really played those games much. Okay, well, the Madden curse is a pretty interesting story. They're they're actually making a big documentary uh, on it. I, I can't remember if Netflix bought this or not, but basically every athlete that has ever graced the cover of these Madden games since they took actual John Madden off the cover uh, back in the nineties has gotten something happened to him every single year, whether it's been hurt or um, got off their team or something disastrous has happened to every single one of these players of grace. So you're saying that eventually all these scandals that Tom Brady has been involved in, like the fight ball or ball game is probably going to catch up to him. He's going to be good to rough. Get some well, serious trouble then? I don't know if he'd get in trouble, but he could get hurt. Like last year, um, Rob Gronkowski, which is also a Patriot, uh, graced the cover. Uh, three games in, he he got hurt, and uh, he was out the whole rest of the season pretty much. So that, that's basically what happens to these guys. They they grace the cover, and the mana curse hits them. Uh, it's like selling out, uh, you're going to get hurt. Um that's basically what happened. Granted, he still won the Super Bowl, so how bad was it for him? He just got to sit on yeah. the sidelines the whole time. I'm sure um, he'll retire happily. Point of the matter is, I would stay away from Tom Brady on your fantasy league, folks. And let's see. So we pretty much got all the gaming news out the way I want to talk about. That's pretty much the big stories you care about for this week. Uh, next week, we'll probably have our uh, big pre-E3 hype, uh, what our predictions will be for it. Stuff like that. Uh, E3 being the big gaming show that comes out in uh, June, uh, beginning of June. That's where we have all of our big gaming announcements. Uh, Pre-E3, you always have a lot of um, small gaming news. There's not much out. Uh, People really want to hold that stuff back for that week. So in the next couple weeks, we'll have a lot more articles. Uh, But I do want to point out one little thing. Be my, my little gaming section of an upcoming game I think people care about. Now, this game is uh, called um, Surviving Mars. Now, this game is made by the people that played, uh, were behind the game Tropico. Did you ever play the series of games from um, Tropico there, Ian? Uh, no, I didn't know. Um, maybe you ever heard of them? I mean, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah they're basically a SimCity ripoff that's uh, set yeah. in the Caribbean. Uh, you're a little dictator and stuff. Um they're they're they've been really solid on strategy games. Like uh, you, if if you've ever liked these little simulation games, they're um, really solid developers, and they're making a little game uh, about coloni- uh, colonization of Mars here. Um, Which is a big thing. It's coming. It's a lot of Mars talk. Uh, NASA's getting back there, and you got the whole Mars one, which may or may not actually get off the ground. Uh, it's supposed to make a reality TV show for that sometime soon, actually. Yeah, exactly. They have a new series on Netflix, too, a little documentary that was filmed in um, Huntsville, Alabama here that was uh, at our space camp. It was um, Children of Mars, or the Mars Generation, that was it. That's what it's called, the Mars Generation. That's on Netflix right now. That covers 
a lot of um, this generation could be the first generation that gets to Mars. Hopefully they will be, because I damn sure think we need to be going back to space. But Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, but this is, uh, I think this has a lot of potential. They actually have a trailer in our show notes here that you can check out. It's called Surviving Mars. So that wraps up our first episode of Flicks and Sticks. I hope everybody enjoyed it. And we'll see you again sometime.